Welcome to the Solar O&M Insider, the first podcast series dedicated to solar PV operations, maintenance, and asset management. This series is brought to you by Electris, a global solar asset care innovation firm. I'm Glenda Wiseman of Identity3, your host. Our special multi-part series focused on the Global Solar Energy Standardization Initiative, or SESI, features leaders of this initiative and those involved with the O&M Workstream. SESI is a joint program of IRENA, the International Renewable Energy Agency, and the Terawatt Initiative, along with Solar Power Europe and the Global Solar Council. Members of the Operations and Maintenance Work Group are developing a solar O&M contract template that is one of seven integrated contract templates mapping each stage of solar PV development, finance, construction, and operation. This series features Sophie Dinnigan, partner of Bird & Bird, one of the leads in the SESI O&M work group, Bruce Douglas, Chief Operating Officer and Deputy CEO of Solar Power Europe and Chairman, Board of Directors of the Global Solar Council, Vasilis Papa Economou, Managing Director of Electris and Solar Power Europe's O&M Task Force Leader, and Jean Pascal Famba, Secretary General and Spokesperson for the Terawatt Initiative. In this episode, we explore why the upcoming COP23 Conference of Parties on Climate Change is important to the SESI program and what the SESI leaders intend to accomplish at the Bonn Germany Gathering of Nations. Um, so let's start uh, with um, Jean Pascal and Bruce. Um, what happens at the upcoming COP23 meeting related to the Global Solar Energy Standardization Initiative? And why is it important for SESI and solar worldwide? Uh, maybe, Bruce, you want to start this time? Sure. I mean, clearly COP23 is important generally for, for renewable energy, um, for solar specifically. And it gives us a, a great platform to uh, discuss with decision makers um, within Europe, but also internationally on the urgency uh, of of the climate issue and the role that solar can play in it. In our, in our previous episode, we discussed uh, the massive opportunity that uh, is in front of us in terms of solar deployment and some of the barriers that exist. And uh, CESI, the, the standardization initiative, um, provides one of those solutions. It's one of, of many solutions that needs to be implemented, uh, but we're making great progress with it, and it's being uh, widely accepted by the industry, uh, assuming that will be useful. So COP23 is a, is a platform for us to present that, discuss with decision makers, and start rolling out uh, this, this program of standardization for solar development um, in current markets, but, but also in emerging markets of uh, Africa and Southeast Asia. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. I think uh, what you mentioned is, is, is really crucial. Is, uh, uh, we need uh, absolutely to socialize as widely uh, as possible uh, this idea of standardization and, and show the benefit uh, for each of the stakeholders of having a standardized uh, set of documentation uh, available uh, in the market. Um, we, we, we want to engage on this occasion uh, not only with uh, our peers uh, in the industry uh, and in the financial, uh, in the financial, uh, in the private sector, generally speaking, but also really with the uh, other stakeholders, uh, the government in particular, and that's uh, COP23 and COPs are generally uh, a very a good forum to, to meet uh, with uh, 
the high-level representatives of, of governments uh, coming from all across the world in, in, in one uh, in one place, and you have uh, two weeks uh, for for doing that, which is absolutely exceptional. Uh, but there's also the, the presence of the civil society, the NGOs in particular, uh, that are uh, also uh, very important to embark into in, into this into this uh, dialogue, uh, because because uh, what is at stake here is. Uh, Partly what they are expecting, and sometimes uh, they are they are they are seeing uh, the industry as uh, uh, as uh, as uh, not enemies, but uh, well, uh, people that are not necessarily uh, willing to achieve uh, their 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 goals. That's not the case uh, here, and and that's very important that they understand that we are on the same side. We are uh, actually. Uh, trying to make it happen as fast as possible because we have also, as they do, uh, the sense of urgency. And, and we, we spoke in our last episode, thank you, Bruce, for uh, referencing it, um, about the that there are different factors um, related to uh, streamlining and accelerating uh, the adoption of solar PV across the globe and that one of those is standardization, but it isn't the only one. Um, Do you see these efforts as being, and to everyone um, that we have here with us today, um, do you see solar O&M standardization, how do you see that in terms of the emerging markets um, where some of the the infrastructure of policy and monetization don't necessarily exist? How can standardization help jumpstart in emerging markets? Well, maybe from from our side, from the Global Solar Council, Solar Power Europe, I mean, our members, what they face when they, they enter these new markets is, uh, is enormous complexity. And so you can imagine for a developer, um, entering markets in Africa. So, and if they enter two, three, four different markets over the period of a few months or over a period of a year, and when they enter those markets, they're faced with different uh, contracts, different PPA contracts, different structures, different legal requirements. Um, they start, as, as uh, Jean-Pascal put it quite well, they almost start from scratch each time. And the transaction costs are, uh, are high, the, the timeframes are long, the complication is there. And so what this does, this standardization, is simplify the whole process. We, we clearly have, this is driven by industry, we have industry buy-in to this, but we, we also need the, the public sector, the governments of these, uh, these markets to also support this, uh, which will facilitate the, the development of solar at a lower cost. So it'll be faster at a lower cost. Um, and... Uh, remove barriers. So it's especially important in those emerging markets, which are not only emerging in terms of uh, energy development, renewable energy deployment, but also in terms of the the legal frameworks, the contracts that are used. And so this will help them uh, and and ultimately speed up the development of renewables in in those markets. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to 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 add, add on that, Jean-Pascal speaking, um, uh, that uh, it's not only useful for 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 the the developers and the and, and the and the and the companies uh, uh, from from the developed countries to enter these markets, but uh, also and maybe uh, for, uh, mostly 
for the developers and, and, and players, the local developers and local players that are starting in their country uh, this industry as we did uh, as we did uh, uh, in Europe or in the US uh, uh, 10 years or 15 years ago. Um, and and w- what we want to bring then with that is, uh, is, is just the opportunity not to reinvent the wheel. Uh, there's, there's, there is a, a, a lot uh, of uh, added value in, in these contracts, in the standardized contracts. As Sophie mentioned uh, previously, uh, yes, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of experience that has been put into, into that. And, and, and really not reinventing the wheel, saving this very, very precious time uh, is, um, is uh, of the essence of this initiative. Yeah, so I'll just add to that as well, Jean-Pascal. I fully agree. And um, the, the the huge advantage of this standardization initiative is that it's open source. So our members, which tend to be from developed countries who have already gone through the process of developing solar, um, uh, are happy and, and we are delighted that the Tower Initiative and Irina have opened this standardization up uh, to, to anybody. So organizations and companies from those emerging markets can use it themselves um, as a basis, uh, you know, a, if you like, internationally agreed basis for for, for contractual relationships uh, in solar. And, and the second point is that although we're talking about emerging markets here, the standardization initiative goes, goes much broader than that. And when we come on in a moment to talk about the specifics of the O&M, the operation and maintenance contract, uh, there, that is um, as useful, if not more so, in the developed markets. So where there's already significant solar installations, uh, th- those contracts for, for operation and maintenance are, are crucial, again, from a, a, a transactional point of view, to simplify the process and, um, and move that forward. Uh, and in that context, ourselves at Solar Power Europe are, uh, organizing an event at the end of the year on the 7th of December in, in London uh, to focus exactly on that. So to, to talk to asset managers and O&M providers uh, about this, uh, this initiative and to introduce them to the, the standardized contracts for, for O&M. So it's on both sides. It's an ex- incredibly powerful tool, both emerging markets, but also the developed solar markets. So I, I think the average um, person in the solar industry f- maybe doesn't understand the implication of COP23, uh, f- you know, on a day-to-day basis for their business. John Pascal, I mean, I think that we feel maybe a little more removed from that process. So could you connect the dots a little bit for us about how how COP23 really is important to this initiative of SESI and how, how it can really impact um, the solar industry worldwide? Um, well, uh, I think the, 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 the feeling uh, that you, man- you describe of uh, the industry players to be a little remote from the COP uh, generally and the UNFCCC uh, conference of the parties, uh, the 23rd being only the 23rd, uh, uh, is right. Um, 
and and that's precisely what we are trying to to make is to connect the dots the dots between uh, what is the uh, mainly an intergovernmental uh, international process and 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 the industry because um, these persons uh, in in the UNFCCC and in, in these negotiations the parties um, are uh, negotiating uh, climate goals. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I should I should uh, also remind that uh, in the United Nations, uh, the, uh, the, uh, in 2015, the, the Sustainable Development Goals have been set, and they are also uh, setting general high goals like the SDG 7, uh, for clean, affordable, reliable, and modern energy for all, or, uh, or SDG 13, which is um, uh, climate action. Uh, but... Uh, beyond uh, what these parties uh, are negotiating uh, and, and trying to organize uh, from a governmental perspective, uh, the, the feeling that, that we have is that they concretely don't really know how to achieve that. Uh, they, they, are, they, are, they are very, very, they have given, and especially COP21, in Paris uh, has given uh, a, a real uh, sense of momentum, of political momentum, showing that what the, the uh, what the, tar- the goals were and the targets were, and and what needed to be done in order to um, keep the uh, global warming well below two degrees, uh, and that was really important. Uh, uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, well, the, uh, beyond the, the, the Excel spreadsheets and the figures, uh, it's very difficult for them to, to know wh- what to do. And that's precisely wh- what the industry uh, is, uh, can, can help uh, with. Uh, and, and, and now c- convert uh, these, uh, these uh, general goals uh, into concrete actions and concrete mechanisms in order to reach uh, the level uh, of de- development and deployment which are necessary to, 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 to achieve uh, concretely these goals. Uh, and and uh, each COP, and COP23 is, uh, is uh, one of, the, uh, of these, is important to, uh, to, to, to have these discussions with the government saying, well, now you have set the goals, uh, we can uh, we have proposals uh, to make to help you to uh, get to these goals, and we are happy to discuss that, and we are, we are happy to explain how we see it possible to 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 to, to achieve that. Uh, that certainly will require some some change, uh, some changes for all the stakeholders, in particular the government, but not not only. Everyone has to modify its way to to do things, and business as usual is not uh, possible any longer. Uh, but it's it's doable. It's achievable. It's also reinforcing their 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 conviction in the fact that uh, it, it's 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 achievable. And what they have decided is not is not only on paper. It can be in for real. Uh, and it's also uh, showing to those who are a little less uh, um, con- conscious uh, about uh, the climate situation. But it is also a huge uh, business opportunity, and if they not necessarily understand the climate issue, they very well understand the business one. So we have this global framework that is being established, has been established with the Paris Agreement, this global agreement that the majority of countries in the world have um, 
have put the pen to, so to speak. Um, and mm-hmm. then we have this, and then we have this marketplace where there's quite where there's a tremendous amount of money and investment that's interested in in helping to build out the level of renewable energy that is needed on the planet, both from a climate change and a lowering the cost of electricity. So, th- so we have this big umbrella situation, and then we have the mechanics of the seven contracts that the Global Solar Energy Initiative is work standardization initiative is working on. So maybe Sophie, if you could help us to, we've kind of got this connect the dots sort of theme going on. Um, could you help us understand how those contracts, from your point of view as an international attorney, how can those contracts that are being developed through SESI streamline the process and help to, uh, it's, I know it's a big question, help to really um, make happen and really r- realize the Paris Agreement? Um, absolutely. Um, uh, if you look at the, the uh, normal time frame that project development goes through and the time that the negotiations of each of the agreements takes, um, the, the fact that we now are developing a, a, a very standard suite of contracts that are completely aligned, even we might have different contractors and banks and, and market parties uh, as parties to the agreement, the agreements are all intertwined. Um, uh, so what, me, what is force majeure is not on the one contract, uh, is, is completely aligned with another one, uh, where, for example, financing parties require certain availability guarantees to make sure that the revenues are there to cover the debt. Um, this is also, this is then sort of worked into all of the contracts to make sure that there's no gap between them from the first stage. So it's not something that once the agreements are all negotiated separately, then um, uh, you put them together and, and that there's, there's um, holes in them uh, that, that, for example, would give reason to a financing party to say, uh, go back to the drawing table and renegotiate, renegotiate the agreement. That will no longer uh, uh, happen. Um, in terms of that, it, it will uh, an, have an immediate impact on on, on um, the transaction costs of the development uh, of a solar projects, um, which which sort of kickstarts uh, the solar industry. Um, uh, all parties are able to rely on on years of experience, uh, uh, not only on, on on the contract side of things, but but mostly on the on the technical side of of, of um, uh, uh, the solar uh, market, but also on the commercial side of the uh, solar market, it, it, it the whole development of this suite of contracts takes away a lot of risks, um, thereby um, uh, increasing the appetite uh, for market parties to invest more in uh, the development of solar projects. Uh, if I may uh, j- jump on that, uh, basically uh, the purpose of this standardization initiative is to reduce the cost, the transaction cost uh, by, by, by having a, a single set of, of uh, um, generally accepted uh, risk allocations. And uh, and the the, the goals uh, that have been set at the, at the at the macro level 
uh, is about a level of emission uh, or level of, of access to energy. That means that there are, there are anyway investments that have to be made into the energy system in order uh, to meet them to, to meet the needs. And there, there is a competition. There is competition between the uh, the old fossil, actually coal, uh, and and the renewables. Uh, and and this competition is mainly on 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 prices, uh, prices of electricity. And a lot of countries, in particular in developing countries, uh, are, are now at the point where they need uh, more energy, and they are in the at the point of choosing the technology that will serve their system. And then having uh, a lower cost of, of, of transaction and consequently a lower cost of uh, so, uh, solar electricity is um, uh, one of the main arguments uh, that connects the dots with the macro goals is to just to say, well, people will choose solar not because it's green, but it's because it's cheaper and it's cheaper because we have standardized. And hence, uh, we achieve the goals. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's exactly it, Jean-Pascal. The link there with COP23 is, is not necessarily with the climate agreement. It's about delivering uh, the solutions that can meet the climate agreement. And in order to do so, you know, you need solutions that are cost effective. And um, governments are now waking up to that. The price of, uh, of renewables and specifically solar have, have dropped dramatically over the last uh, eight to 10 years. Um, the levelized cost of, of energy electricity for, for solar has dropped something like 80% over the last eight years and will continue to drop for the next, um, uh, well, into the future by, by another 10% a year. And this standardization initiative will, um, will facilitate that, will accelerate that, that cost reduction, simplify the processes. And this is not an incremental change we're talking about. This initiative can bring about a step change in the development of solar, because once costs reach a certain point, there's a tipping point that is reached. And if this initiative can push solar over that tipping point in certain markets, then you'll see a massive deployment of solar that was not seen before. So uh, it's crucial, it's, uh, it's urgent, and uh, we're, we're pushing as much as possible both the private sector, NGOs, the civil society, but most importantly, governments to wake up to this opportunity to, to meet the climate goals through through solar um, as fast as possible. And Vasilis, we we have um, we're it's really good that we have um, you on this episode because you represent both the development of standardization efforts, both for Solar Power Europe's ONM task force and also for the SESI initiative. But you are also in the field. Your team is in the field. Your team is working on the digital solar front with software globally. How do you see? Um, how do you see the importance of these set of this suite of documents and the work that you're doing with Solar Power Europe to really reinforce what's going on with COP23 and um, lowering the cost of electricity? Well, well, I think you know what everyone has said on this call is is absolutely right, and it, it's it's uh, common knowledge. Uh, I mean, standardization is uh, probably one of the most important steps of maturation. Uh, for a specific industry. And I don't think we need to argue a lot about that, but we just need to see how other industries actually evolve once they've got some sort of standardization level. Uh, look at the financial industry, look at the flight industry, 
uh, telecommunications. Um, so I think essentially what we're talking about here is something that is uh, so common and self-explanatory, I would say. It's just the fact that it hasn't been done for, for solar yet. Um, so I think standardization and this, the, this comprehensive effort, uh, so we're not talking about one specific thing, like for example, O&M or a PPA standard or, or anything isolated. Um, the fact that we're talking about a overall standardization of the industry, uh, I think it's a huge uh, step forward. Uh, and uh, as, as we mentioned also in the previous episode, there's been uh, initiatives around the globe uh, where, you know, isolated things or, or uh, organizations, associations uh, have tried to standardize isolated things. I think um, the, the, the fact that uh, what we're talking about today here is a global standardization uh, to reach a, a, a global level and, and a maturity level for, for solar that has not been uh, imagined even before. I think it's, it's probably the most important step in the whole process in this industry. And um, talking on behalf of myself, I'm, I'm, I firmly believe that this is going to be a key point uh, for an exponential growth in this industry. We do see this, um, this growth already in the last years. But the growth there has been more driven from the cost reduction. And I think we're just missing the last important detail, which is the standardization, in my personal opinion, to make that really um, something that will further grow exponentially and, and sustainably in the whole, uh, in the whole, on, on the whole planet, basically. So, Jean Pascal, what what are your goals for COP twenty three in relationship to the SESI initiative, and what happens after COP twenty three in the next phase? Um, as, as I mentioned uh, in, in the previous episode, is the COP twenty three is really uh, an important momentum for socialization, a large, uh, broad socialization. Uh, of the standardization idea uh, and and uh, and and um, and to have uh, all the stakeholders uh, engaged uh, with us uh, in the in the in the process so that uh, everybody pushes in the same direction it's a really a moment of alignment uh, of interest uh, between all the stakeholders uh, so that in the, the standardization and the standardized suite that is uh, is uh, being uh, drafted uh, out uh, in this in this in this um, initiative be uh, considered by by the market as the the reference uh, and 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 people will use it because it's efficient because it's simple because it's free and also because it's general generally accepted and this this is the process of acceptation that we are starting uh, uh, with uh, with COP twenty three. The next steps, uh, well, beyond beyond the the, the the summits at the end of the uh, the year and the Arena uh, General Assembly in January, uh, will really be uh, um, the the continuing this this advocacy uh, uh, towards towards the market uh, show uh, show the benefits of it trying try to um, also 
uh, develop uh, a very strong uh, network of uh, of uh, banks uh, that are uh, uh, prescribing uh, the, 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 the standards because at the end, whatever the parties uh, discuss around, uh, along, along the lines, uh, it's the bank that decides uh, what is acceptable and what is not. Uh, so if the banks are, 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 are promoting uh, the standards, uh, uh, which is already the case of some of them. Um, it's um, it's a, it's a very very way, good way to to accelerate the adoption by the market of, of the standard. Uh, one of the key feature that that will uh, come with that is the idea that uh, you know when when you start to uh, to to negotiate a, um, um, a project finance with a bank. Uh, not you. You, only, you don't only. You're not only paying uh, interest on, on the loan, but you're also paying fees for uh, arrangement and, and and negotiation of the contracts. Uh, basically, if we can have some banks or most of the banks saying, well, they are reducing by maybe 80 percent their fees just because the the parties are using the standardized documentation. Would be a, a complete uh, change in the in the in the industry, and and a very rapid uh, shift to this documentation is uh, is to be expected because no one wants to pay uh, uh, five times uh, where they can only pay one. Excellent. So um, we look forward to uh, touching base with you, finding out how. Uh, the COP23 um, initiative, how the SESI initiative went and the reaction to, from the market at uh, COP23. And uh, we thank everyone who participated in this conversation today related to the Global uh, Solar Energy Standardization Initiative and its um, the, the conversation around it at COP23 this year. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for this special episode of the Solar O&M Insider, dedicated to the O&M standardization efforts by Solar Power Europe and the Global Solar Energy Standardization Initiative. I'm Glenna Wiseman of Identity3. The Solar O&M Insider podcast series is brought to you by Electris at electris.com. <laughs>